95.3 WBEV, your hometown station. The following is a paid program. The views and opinions expressed from SSM Health do not necessarily reflect the opinions of views expressed by WBEV, ESPN, nor Good Karma Brands. And joining us this morning from SSM Health Greater Fond du Lac Region Orthopedics is Dr. Bert Callahan. Good morning, sir. Good morning. It's great to be here. Dr. Callahan, how was your Christmas, sir? Christmas was good. It was uh, it was very nice. It, uh, oh, you know, I uh, have some grandchildren now, and so that's uh, was been able to see them. So that's uh, that's always fun when the kid there are kids around. That makes Christmas all the more special. That is uh, the the babies that my cousins had this year were the entire highlight of the holidays for yeah, me. Yeah, 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 for sure. Absolutely. Well, Dr. Callahan, do you see patients in Wapan and Beaver Dam as part of the orthopedics department? And going forward in 2023, you guys are always trying to think about, you know, what have you done really well? What can you improve on? What, what is your focus for the upcoming year? Well, one of the big uh, topics of, of the patients we take care of surrounds joint replacement. And so the, the numbers of joint replacements are just steadily increasing in the country. And through 2030, the projections are there will be three times more done in 2030 than there are this year. Wow. And, and so that's a that's a huge number of people. It's um, And there are some risks with joint replacement, and there are some patient factors, and there are things that we can control. And so the there's, um, I think, a general movement in orthopedics, but certainly in our area, I think, to put a priority on how, how can we best help patients prepare for joint replacement and mm. for you know, for them to get the best outcome, but also to avoid the pitfalls that exist with joint replacement. And when it comes to the pitfalls and some of the risks of uh, joint replacement, uh, what are the, some uh, some of the ones that come to your uh, top of mind? Well, the top of the list is, is infection. And infection, it's not common, but it's it's devastating. And, and I think it's fair to say a patient's life is never the same if they have a prosthetic joint infection and so mm. that's the the top one that anything we can do on our end or on the help the patient on their end to reduce that risk is critical so when it comes with that goal in mind in 2023 what is what are you in your orthopedics department how are you preparing to to meet these goals well uh, there's it's multifaceted and there are a number of ways that are a number of factors involved and um one big factor is just the health of the patient. So anything a patient can do to improve their general health. Um, and, and patients certainly do that. They get regular health care, and, and we always have the patients see their family physician prior to surgery to clear them medically. But beyond mm-hmm. that, um, I think there's, it's very wise for patients, if they know that that's coming, to make whatever um, – changes they can in their diet, their activity to improve their health. And there's, you know, there's some things that are difficult. You can't, if you get diabetes, you can't not have diabetes. Generally, you can't make it go away, but you can control it. And, and the, the more out of control a diabetic is, the higher the risk of infection is. They don't fight infection the way they used to. And so just good diabetic control is, is key. So managing your own personal health like you, like one probably should of just making sure your blood pressure is in check, that your weight is in a healthy range. If you have diabetes, healthily managing it. Is there anything that a patient can do specifically for orthopedics if they know they're having a joint replacement done in the future? Yes. I mean, and that's, um, it's a, it's a long answer. And I think the, 
I, I tell patients sometimes I think I'm genetically in, incapable of giving a short answer. So <laughs> if you knew my uh, my relatives, you would Love you would know that. But so one big factor to talk about is weight, and no one likes to talk about weight, but paralleling the increase in the number of joint replacements is the the level of obesity in our population. And so you have those two increasing graphs of our we are all getting larger and there's and as the year weight goes up and as your bmi and everybody hates the the bmi the body mass index which is a number mm -hmm. generated to try to accommodate weight for height as that number increases the risk all risks go up and so we kind of use the number 40, the BMI of 40. With the BMI of 25 is considered normal weight. Okay. You might be 25, but there aren't many of us that are. Mm -hmm. So it, it's. I mean, if you look at those charts, it's it seems ridiculous. But but what that's been associated with is is health and how as that number goes up, including in in joint replacement. 40 is an inflection point where the risk goes up considerably, and for a number of years. Orthopedists would just say, uh, "No, we can't do your joint replacement until you, your BMI is lower." Now, that's one. It's it's a little bit more complex than that, and two, it's it's just I find it a very unkind thing to do to tell a patient basically, you know, you're too fat. You know, we can't do your joint replacement. That's not. I, I don't think that's the right approach. Well, for some of these patients, they might struggle losing weight if they need a joint replacement. Like if they have a sore knee or an injured knee, it might make that goal a little bit harder to achieve for them. Absolutely. That's the problem. And people that are heavier than they want to be know they're heavier. They don't need me to tell tell them that. But they need something – I need to give them something constructive. And so orthopedists largely don't agree – on what's the proper cutoff. I mean, it is, so I mean, I think in, that's so that's a challenge, is trying to, what can we do to that patient? Because there are a lot of them that is, is BMI of 45, 50, 55. How do, they have terrible knees. And as one of my patients told me, who was a, a, a large individual and had a terrible knee, said my mortgage isn't gonna pay itself. I mean, mm -hmm. he was young and working, yeah. and and so those are real life problems that it's it's not. I don't like the approach of just saying to the patient, you know, go away and come back when your your numbers better. Because the other issue with that is that a study looked at BMI and nutritional status of the patient as it relates to risk of of infection, and. People whose BMI is over 40 are more often malnutritioned than people whose BMI is under 40. And the infection risk for joint replacement is higher, is really more tied to the nutritional status, not the BMI. Oh. So if I tell somebody just, you know, go lose 50, 75 pounds and they go on a extreme diet, I may have, may have made them worse nutritionally, which would increase their risk, not decrease their risk of prosthetic joint infection. So that's that's what I mean. It's a more complex issue. And so in, in 2018, to try to address that, we put together what's called the POWER program. The POWER which, program. Which is, um, I can't even remember the mnemonic, but it's like uh, preoperative 
anyway, new, the power had a mnemonic. I can't remember it. Sorry, but it's it's a way. It's a 12-week course based on that as nutritional education and exercise education. It's based out of Ripon because they have the resources there. We have some visits with a family physician in Fond du Lac who does wellness. And most people who have done that are really, really glad they did. And we've had, uh, most people don't like it when I bring that up, but but most individuals have really, really done fantastic. And and then once they complete that program, we'll do their joint replacement, regardless of what the BMI is. And so we've had patients who, have lost a ton of weight through that program and had their knee replacement or hip replacement. I've had people who don't lose any weight and we do their knee or hip replacement. But I'm hoping that they were, we have lessened their risk to some degree. If they follow the program, they're a little bit more nutritionally sound and making better choices there that that will lessen their risk. They have more of a foundation to prevent that infection. Right. And I did find the acronym Personalized Orthopedic Weight Reduction Program. Oh. Thank you. That's that's the one. <laughs> that's, that's a mouthful. That's why I, I didn't file that one away. <laughs> I could uh, I could understand that. Well, kind of going back to that story you mentioned of the the, the young man that uh, mentioned that the mortgage does not pay itself. That's kind of the paradox is that people want to live their lives, but so often having a joint that is under pain or duress that prevents people from living their lives, but having the operation to get back to living your life. That also takes valuable time away that people just don't have. How do you offer a, a program or orthopedics that allows people to return back to their life as quickly and safely as possible? Well, it's a challenge, and, and it's uh, going through a joint replacement is a, is a great deal. It's a big commitment on the patient's part. It's a, it takes a great deal of time. I mean, certainly people that are working, I will tell people, tell the workplace three months, you know, if they have a physical or more physical work, but just to allow them time to heal and recover some strength. Um, but it, I mean, the recovery from joint replacement is 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 long, and it's a you know I tell people sometimes it's a marathon, not a sprint, or you're the tortoise, not the hare. You know, it's because it really takes probably a year to a year and a half before people feel like they're as good as they can get. So I, I'm sure that you get some people that are maybe consulting and you're, you're giving them the numbers and you're saying it's going to be at least three months, to reco- three months to recover. And maybe they are in a job that requires a lot of labor and they end up talking themselves out of getting the joint replacement. What would you tell somebody that was maybe leaning against having orthopedics done? Well, I think the reason to I don't I don't like to pressure people into it because people, especially joint replacement, I mean, if somebody is able to put it off, then I think that's great. I think that's that's better if you can you if you can do the things you need to do and you're happy with your life that way, then I can't make you better than that. But it it will eventually force the issue. That's the that's the problem is mm-hmm. the 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 pain will force the issue and and make make you make the accommodations you need to, whether it's at work or at home to to get it done. And I suppose you can make the argument too that your body is not gonna be getting younger, so the sooner that you get it done, the easier to recover from that operation. I, I think there's some some truth in that, certainly. Um, you know, weight against, you don't wanna take, even though the risks are small, you don't wanna take unnecessary risk if you don't have to, but, um, and they, you know, joint replacements, that's, that's another topic, you know, at some point is the, 
how long do they last? I mean, they they do last a long time. I think the number that's thrown around a lot is 20 years, but I think what we're putting in today will last longer than that because just the materials are better. We're speaking with Dr. Bert Callahan from SSM Health, Greater Fond du Lac Region Orthopedics. Uh, you kind of touched on it, and I'm hoping we can hit it a little bit more. The late period stage of orthopedics, this is after somebody gets the joint replacement. Is this during or after the three-month recovery time? The, um, that what, I'm for, sorry. for a late period yeah. of orthopedic care, would this be during that three-month recovery time of trying to rehabilitate and get accustomed to that joint? Well, it takes. I think it takes a good three months to get uh, uh, recovered enough where you can do most of the things you need to do, but you will continue to improve and, and gain more strength really over a, a year, year and a half. Strength recovery is the last thing that comes back, and, but that's really what we need for function so mm-hmm. we can go up and down stairs, so we can stand all day if we need to and not not get tired by the end of the day or start limping at the end of the day because we're fatigued but strength is the last piece of it you it always the recovery always seems to go uh, pain motion strength so you just you go through your initially it's pain and you've got to get that fairly well controlled to to recover your motion but you really especially in the knee you have to have motion recovery before you're going to see much strength recovery right so they're all kind of linked. What is that? What does that post-op program look like when somebody has an operation and after that initial three-month period, are they are they out on themselves or are they out with themselves in the wild? Is is there a program where they can contact the hospital if they have any questions about uh, what they need to be doing? Or yeah, that's that's I think a, a gap in our healthcare system because the you know it starts with the day of surgery everybody gets up and physical therapy plays an incredibly important role in a person's recovery and they transition from the hospital setting to an outpatient setting with physical therapy that rarely goes more than six weeks and during that time they give them a good foundation knowing that they're going to have to transition to doing it on their own Mm -hmm. and so the gap is between the end of, ins- of physical therapy, which is generally the end of the insurance coverage for physical therapy, because m- most people aren't going to pay for it out of pocket, right. to the point where you're fully healed, is probably you know, a six to nine month gap where you really are on your own. Mm. And I think in the, in the area, I think the personal trainers are doing an excellent job of filling that gap. I think that's a really they probably are underappreciated and underrecognized for the the role they can play in doing that um, and underutilized for that but otherwise it's um, you you're left doing it on your own and so that becomes some variability in outcome because you know it's it's difficult to do that and some people won't do it at all and and everybody needs a coach you know any the greatest yeah. athlete in the world always has a coach you know and an encourager and somebody to some accountability to to do things very few of us on our own will will push ourselves like we will if we have somebody encouraging us to where you need to be uh, we've been joined with Dr. Bert Callahan from SSM Health, Greater Fond du Lac Region Orthopedics. Dr. Callahan, I know you're incredibly busy. Uh, we have to say thank you for your time today. But if anyone is still on that fence about getting the operation that they have uh, a knee that they know needs replacements, not getting any better, what would you say of maybe now is the time to get that done? Well, I think ultimately, it, it, it to me, it comes down to how much pain a person has and how much 
limitation functionally. Um, you know, I, I, I don't feel like I often have to sell it, sell it because it's, I, I want to make a joint decision with the patient. And, and people come to it in different um, yeah, that, that didn't mean that. I did but, catch yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry the, about that. Yeah, no, that was good. I, I, dad jokes are my favorite, but, um, but it, I think there's some shared decision making there, and people come to the uh, that that decision at different rates. But mm-hmm. when it and but things like waking you up at night, um, if you can't sleep through the night without your knee or hip waking you up, you know it's it's you know that's significant because everything changes if we don't get good sleep. I mean, it's so critical for us to to get a decent night of sleep, and it's difficult even if your joints don't hurt as you get older. Um, and then I would say if you there are things that you're not doing, you're specifically you're not walking with your your spouse, or you're not taking your dogs for a walk anymore, or you're not you know you can't watch the, the, your grandchildren anymore because you you know your knee hurts too much. I mean, those are things that. Functionally, you can improve with joint replacement, but it's it's a big commitment. It's not just a come in, get the surgery, and you know you're fine the next week. It just doesn't work that way. Well, it's made at leaps and bounds, um, and it's continually going forward. And uh, it's a very exciting future for orthopedics. Once upon a time, if you had a problem with the joint, amputation was often considered, and now yeah. that is uh, thankfully no longer the case. Correct. Yeah, there's a, a lot of lot of progress, and I, I think it's driven by the fact there are so many people that, that need it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, once again, I want to thank you for your time, uh, Dr. Callahan from SSM Health Greater, uh, Health Greater Fond du Lac Region Orthopedics. Do you have any plans for New Year's, Doc? No. Just None home. whatsoever. Do you want to join me on air? Do you want to do a, maybe a show together? I would love that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to stay in touch. And uh, thanks again for taking time out of your busy schedule. I, I thank you so much. We appreciate it. Dr. Burt Callahan from SSM Health, Greater Fond du Lac Region Orthopedics. The following was a paid program. The views and opinions were expressed solely by SSM Health, not WBV, ESPN, nor Good Karma Brands. 95.3 WBEV. Busy day today at 410 the State Farm Classic is underway, and the Beaverdam girls will be taking on Cane Ridge. That game will be on ESPN 1430 on the AM dial, also on Daily Dodge TV, again starting at 410. And later tonight, the Guaranteed Rate Bowl in Phoenix, Arizona, right here on WBEV, Wisconsin, taking on Oklahoma State. And I do believe that means we may have an early barn show. Otherwise, we'll have news at its regular time. At noon, no community comment for today, and we'll get back into the regularly scheduled music of the 80s, 90s, and music of today. A 95.3 WBEV.